Welcome to the Nerdtastic Podcast. I am your host, Desmond. And I'm Rose. And I am Kern. And today we are having a very special episode. And no, it's not about winners not doing drugs. And it's not about telling adults if you see something. This one is a nerd fight. A battle royale. It's winner takes most. Because we're going to have a few rounds if it works. The way it works, guys, if you've ever seen any other uh, contest show, uh, movie fights, for example, anything, TV fights, something like that, we're doing the same thing. We're going to have several rounds of questions. We're going to take turns being the judge. We're going to take turns being the combatants. We're going to fight and see which one of us reigns supreme in our nerdydom. 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 If you will. (laughs) Who has it? It's going to span comics, movies. TV, games, anime, whatever we can throw out there, we're going to throw out there. So for the inaugural event, I've been picked. I've selected seven, up to seven questions we may do. Uh, the guys are going to compete. Whoever sells the best argument, not what I believe. It's not what my wife, who is here to keep me in check, believes. <laughs> it's not what the guys are most passionately want. It's what argument they sell the best. Because these questions are going to be pretty damn hard. If I'm being honest. Right. Um, Pretty damn obscure. And there's some very odd uh, debate style questions that we have. But we have trick questions, too. Which means that they may have just part of the question. Like what plays more, a ton of bricks or a ton of feathers? No. uh, (laughs) More like the the pick a robot question. Pick a robot question obviously isn't the whole question. Uh, That's coming up today. But we also have questions... Where not there's only one trick question in my show. I'm going to be honest, so you guys already know which one it is. This is the first time doing it, but we may ask you to say why someone is the best hero, and then the asker may flip it, and you may have to argue why they're the worst. Oh. Or what should be made into a book, and then you flip it, and why it should never be made in a book. Or they may make you switch your answer with your opponent. Ooh. Who knows? There's a, there's a bunch of things that could happen. So um, I'm going to go ahead and introduce. Our fighters, you know them well. They've been your host for over 60 shows now. In the blue corner, we have the beast from the east who's actually in the west. <laughs> His name is Kern the Nerd. Kern. Ooh. What up? Are you ready for this? I'm going to leave that, even though you could have just asked me to edit that song in. <laughs> Love it. Love it. Are you ready for are you ready for this? Are you ready to throw down? I'm ready. I'm about oh. as ready as I'm going to be. I I I, I did a lot of last minute uh searching, <laughs> you know, instead of preparing for this, you know, weeks in advance, like you know, like I'm sure other competitors would do. I didn't really train. I didn't have a workout regimen or routine. I wasn't waking up before dawn and doing protein shakes or anything like that. I just basically existed on the fact that I feel that, first of all, I can argue with a wall and win, regardless of the topic, and two, that I'm just going to shoot from the hip and see where it goes and, you know, win, lose, or draw, that's the way I'm going to do it. Well, you know, next time you'll be going up against me, so it'll be even easier. You'll have the experience advantage. Uh, Rose and I will also have to fight because we have to decide – uh, which of the three of us, two of us have to move on, and then those two are going to battle it out of the uh, best out of battle, and we're going to figure what's going on. 
So uh, let's let's take this to the next level, I guess. Here, Rose, why don't you introduce yourself? Tell them what you're planning, what you're thinking, what you're ready for. Well, listen here, Kern. I have been taking notes and I have been studying and I have been waking up before dawn and training and drinking protein powder for my nerd brain. And if you're shooting from the hip, listen, you know what's better than that? A nicely aimed sniper rifle going right through you. And here we go. Let's do this. Oh, and and joining me here as my break check and also maybe my fact checker is my wonderful wife, Tasha. Hello to the people. Fact checker. She may be checking some facts if I have questions about is is what you say true? Is that a Hanna Barbera character? We have questions like that. So we're gonna we're gonna check it out. For this first one, we're gonna be a little lax because it's just kind of uh, what's going on, what's happening. We're getting our feet underneath us, launching this new idea. So uh, this won't be every show from now on, but it will be this show at <laughs> least. Uh, so Tosh, say hello to the people at home. What's up, broskies? You guys, the way we're gonna do this is we're gonna have opening arguments on each question, and they will fight it out. We'll have closing arguments, and then. I will render a verdict. So the the first question that I asked you guys was, if you had to replace any character, or I'm sorry, any villain with Scar from The Lion King, who would you replace? Kern, who was your answer? So I just want to make sure I'm understanding that correctly. So we're taking a villain out and we're putting Scar in their place, correct? That's correct. All right. That's what I wanted to be sure of. Uh, my pick for that is... Scar replaces Cruella DeVille. Okay. Oh my. <laughs> okay. Going Disney for Disney here. Disney for Disney. Shot. Rose, who who are you going to take out to insert the uh, silky Jeremy Arn voiced Scar for? Listen, um, I I you know maybe maybe Kern's okay with thinking inside the box, this Disney box, but I thought outside the Disney box, and you know. Scar's main line is be prepared. Well, I switched him out with none other than Illidan Stormrage from World of Warcraft, whose tagline is you are not prepared. So we're going to have a lovely battle with that. Well, it's good. I'm, gonna, I'm very interested to hear that. Both <laughs> of those are incredible. Uh, neither is expected. Uh, I, w- I was expecting another Jeremy Arns character, to be honest. I thought, anyway, I figured it was going to be Jeremy Arns going around or something like that. So, um, Rose, you sound like you know what you're talking about. Lay out your argument. Okay, so this is the best matchup ever, the best swap out ever. Because not only would Scar make a great, great raid boss with all of his uh, exploding green fire coming up from the ground and taunting lyrics and uh horrible ads that he could put out like his uh his uh his different hyenas like can you imagine having to fight off a bunch of hyena ads coming at you so i think he would make a great raid boss i think it'd be a great switch out the tagline works and i mean everything in illidan uh in illidan's palace is all green and fiery anyway so it totally fits. Oh, okay. Okay, Kern, why don't you lay out yours? Why why is Cruella Deville gotta go? Um, I don't 
I don't know that she's. I don't know if it was that she's got to go. I just think that they had similarities. They both hate cute things. So she hates puppies. He hates little cute freaking lions. So um, why not? Why not get him in here, in there, and just do his thing? You know, I think he'd be a little bit more successful against a bunch of uh, puppies as opposed to uh, a bunch of lions that that puppies that, puppies are easier to kill. Puppies than are lions. easier. You know, he could just he could just munch on one. You know, and then boom, done. The other's going to be like, oh shit. You know, he just got freaking eight. You know, so. No, I just think that um, I didn't really intentionally go Disney Disney um, on that. It was just one of those things. I just thought, you know, why not? You know, I mean, you know, she was uh, trying to get the puppies so that she could uh, make her wardrobe. And um, obviously she hates puppies if she's willing to do that. And like I said, I just think Scar's just an asshole when it comes to cute things. So he's got he's got some uh, some uh, issues where he thought he should have been in charge and it didn't happen. So, you know, if he took over for Gorilla, then I think that I think he can make that happen. Would he also be wanting to make a wardrobe of some sort? <laughs> you know, I don't think so. I don't think okay. so. No wardrobe. No. Well, what, what, what can I just, I'm fleshing this out before I let you guys go in so you see what I'm, where my questions are. Uh, so, so his end goal is just to kill the puppies because he's an asshole. Well, he, he wants domination. You know, he wants to be the leader domination. of something. He wants to own the apartment that the puppies live in. <laughs> yeah. He, he, he wants to rule. You know, it doesn't matter at what level. I, you know, I, he, I, have, he, I understand. He, That's he a got big kicked out of apartment. Africa after he failed freaking to take over, uh, you know, Simba's freaking throne. And so, you know, why not? Hey, no, I'm not. I'm not not going against you there, man. I understand. You're going after low hanging fruit. You got to start small if you're going to go big. Pride, Pride Rock uh, goes pretty pretty far, but um, I can totally understand if you have an apartment or house that fits 101 Dalmatians, that it's also a very large apartment or house. So right, right, right. Okay, uh, Rose, go ahead, and lay out yours. Take on Kern. Do what you need to do. All right. So I'm just gonna I'm gonna just gonna shoot down. Kern's uh, argument here. I think that Kern is severely underestimating and uh, simplifying Scar's character by placing him in this world of puppies and normal people. It's very, I don't know, it's very mundane. I don't think Scar belongs in this story at all. It's very, um, and I also think that, you know, uh, Corella didn't hate the puppies. She just wanted to make coats out of them. Um, She loved them for their fur. Uh, however, Scar is more than just an asshole. He wants total, yeah, like, I will agree with Kern here, he wants total domination. I don't think he's gonna get total domination in the world of 101 Dalmatians. On the other hand, he could totally use some of the crazy magics and help of, uh, insane monsters in World of Warcraft to gain total domination of Azeroth, if he so chose. It's like, Stepping in, it's like a, a level up from Pride Rock. You know, all of Azeroth, this whole new world where magic and uh, demons and monsters are a real thing that he can definitely manipulate into uh, gaining control. And especially replacing him in Illidan's place where he's already got a, uh, a, a dungeon, tons and tons of, uh, of minions. And I, I think, I just think it's, it's a much better option for Scar than Corella's place. Well, that that sounds pretty cool and everything. And um, but I mean, the one thing that Rose is failing to understand is that how much sorcery experience does Scar actually have to be able to survive in that world? 
He's going to step into that for the very first time, and all of a sudden magic's going to be like natural to him. That's the exact opposite of where I was going. He's already familiar with manipulating minions and getting them under him. All he has to do is roll into that realm of Corella Deville, and he can handle the minions and start working towards that ultimate goal. Like I said, low-hanging fruit. You start off small when your end game is much bigger. I don't know. Are you familiar with a game called Kingdom Hearts, Kern? I've not played it. So, uh, Scar is in Kingdom Hearts, the video game. And he does a pretty good job of um, adapting to the situation with the Heartless and the uh, otherworldly creatures and taking advantage of that to take over Pride Rock in that game as well. So I think that his ability to adapt in extra, extra ordinary situations has already been proven. And I think he'd do a great job in Azeroth as well. Maybe so. But I disagree with where his strength is. And his strength is in the leadership that failed him because he didn't properly organize in the Lion King. And I think by building a better, I guess, a lower level of, or not lower level, but a better uh, foundation of minions, he'd be able to succeed and grow and grow and grow and grow. I think his strength is adapting and manipulating as opposed to adapting and being full physical strength. Right, but what what kind of minions are is he going to get in the world of the 101 Dalmatians? Well, and he's going to get those two dipshits that Cruella had to begin with, but then uh-huh. the thing is the thing is <laughs> is that he's going to build from that. You know, he's learned, he's already learned from the previous that that where his flaw was in relying too much on those that could not produce results. So he would use them for what they're worth to build a stronger army. And then he would even probably try to turn the Dalmatians themselves. You know, I mean, it's not that he's just going to go in there and kill the Dalmatians. He's going to find use. For, there's 101 of them. I mean, they're going to grow up. You know, he's going to get in there. He's not just going to go in there and kill them for their fur. He's going to manipulate them the way he tried to manipulate Simba and try to turn them and develop this army and have 101 Dalmatians as his army to start out with. And they can talk. I mean, come on. They're freaking talking dogs. That's that's freaking badass. I'm just I'm just going to say they probably could drive compared too. to compared to 101 Dalmatians. An unending legion of demons that he can control might be a little bit better. All right. I, I, have, I have a few questions for you guys to sort out, and then I want final arguments. You both take your time here, Ant. Uh, is there a song Scar sings for either of these? Does he have a musical cue? I'm going to say yes. I'm going to say it's all incorporated in his raid fight, and that his song is... Uh, the different bars that he sings are parts of his like different spells and different sections that he does during his fight. Okay. Kern, man, uh, that's a good question. Um, I would like, like to say yes, that he has a song. Um, but I don't know that it would, I, I just don't know what it would be. I mean, um, you know, uh, it's not, it's not going to be anything cheesy for him on, on that. Uh, 
you know, I just, I don't have a good answer for that. I mean, so actually I would say no, he's not going to sing. He might have a theme song, like an intro, like Vader has, you know. Okay, but you're you're going to take out his singing abilities and yeah. just replace it with him being a villain. All right, uh, that one reverse of what I expected there on those. <laughs> now I have a question for each of you, and then you guys can rebut. So, Rose, you said that he would be, uh, he would have magic and these legions and everything, and I get it. I played WoW. Mike, my question to you is, uh, he couldn't take over Pride Rock. What makes you so sure that he could take over Azeroth or even part of it? I would say, in whenever he was uh, trying to take over Pride Rock, and he did for a little while, it just didn't last long. Um, I would say that the biggest fault there was that it was him and a few lionesses that we didn't really see until the second movie and uh, hyenas. Lots and lots of inept hyenas. Now, in if he was just straight up swapped with Illidan and got all of his uh, all of his his things, his accoutrement and his uh, legion of armies, that's a lot of stuff. And I think that somebody who's as uh, conniving as him could even do a better job than Illidan could, because Illidan, while a bad guy. Wasn't originally a bad guy. If you if you want some backstory on Illidan, he um, he was corrupted by the uh, the the Legion and um, by the fires or whatever. I don't I don't know all of it, <laughs> but um, basically he wasn't he was a, a good guy turned bad guy because of this evil force, and he um, basically right, yeah. was just stuck on staying there and not doing much. He didn't have a lot of in- aspirations. Whereas somebody like Scar in that same situation with all of that power behind him could totally be a force to be reckoned with. All right. Well, let, let's go ahead and uh, here, here's what I'm going to do. Give you guys a minute and just go ahead and finish your arguments here on this one. Just make your final case. Plead why you're right, they're wrong. Uh, what's the big selling point for yours? Fight it out. Well, total domination. Fitting into Scar's place, uh, giving him an army that he's he would truly like take o- could possibly take over the world with. Illidan's Illidan spots where he needs to be. Azeroth is where he needs to be. Not not an apartment complex with a hundred one Dalmatians. Um, that would that's pretty cool. I mean, I gotta admit, you know, uh, like leading armies of the dead and everything like that. That's pretty cool. But like. I mean, honestly, he's out of place. He's like a turd in a punch bowl. I mean, they're not going to accept him. He's a Disney character, which is why he would be better villain on 101 Dalmatians. The writers loosely base Scar off a German politician by the name of Adolf Hitler. So his charisma and his ability to win over those to build that army and strengthen is what's going to cause him to actually do well in the Disney scene because he's going to be more accepted there. He's going to he's going to have a lot of uh struggles ahead of him uh in a realm that he has nothing uh in common with other than maybe just world domination. Oh man, I'm going to go ahead and uh if you, if you have anything you say in under 10 seconds go ahead and say it. I think that Scar is closer to belonging to a World of Warcraft scenario than a apartment complex scenario, even if they are Disney. 
And and I never said it's an apartment complex. I mean, that was Desmond assuming that the you know that they were just going to inhabit the the apartment complex. You know, maybe he starts there. Maybe he starts in a warehouse. But the ultimate goal is not to to just rule an apartment complex. Yeah, that that was that was my interjection, Rose. I'm sorry if I confused you. No, I was okay. asking a question and it did it. Uh, I'll, I'll be honest. I was really tossed up until the very end. I didn't know it. Um, I conferred here. With my with my co counsel, uh, Kern takes round one. I'm sorry. What? I okay. I need I need a good reason because that's some bullshit. <laughs> his his closing argument in pulling in Hitler and pointing out that the argument against the apartment complex wasn't there. The fitting in is a big issue. I do see. That's why I asked the Azeroth question. He, that's the thing, though. I'm I'm just saying if he's. In a in a world like so, one hundred one Dalmatians is a very um, like realistic scenario, human world, right? In in the human world, a lion is just going to be hunted for its pelt or put in a zoo. It's unrealistic for a lion to take over the human world, whether it can talk or sing or whatever. I mean, it's unrealistic for dogs to talk and to have musical numbers. The whole Lion King thing, all of it's unrealistic. Um, I'm not I'm not trying to defend it. I'm just saying. My my choice here, it, I was tied. You had me up, even with the song thing. I was with you. I was going. Rose is really getting it. Uh, Kern might be a little bit behind, uh, and he may be even, but he wasn't ahead. And then he came out swinging there at the end, and he he just he closed it. He closed the deal. I'm sorry. Sorry. Uh-huh. This next one, though, I think I'm going to uh, put that up to the nerd the nerd <laughs> podcast mafia because I, I I refuse to accept it. Well, you know what? We still got a lot of questions here. That one took a little while, so let's just roll on because I think both of you guys are going to like the next one, oh. and you're both going to have good arguments. Which is, uh, if you got sucked into a video game, a la Jumanji, Welcome to the Jungle, what video game would you want to be sucked? Ooh, uh, go ahead. Whoever wants to answer first, say what you said and why, and then another one. A video game was that? That was. Did you not read that one, Kurt? No, I didn't. How did I miss all these? <laughs> oh, no. Rose, you got an advantage. Uh, yeah. I mean, I'm just going to go with the obvious choice, for me at least, in that um, this is the game that I've loved since I was young and have I've always loved. Like, Even if I don't play it as much anymore, it's something I've always loved. It's something I've always wanted to be real at least especially when I was younger. Um, I'm going to say Pokemon. Mm, Getting to be yeah. able to be in the Pokemon world, uh, having Pokemon uh, partners, going on adventures. Like, that's, I think that would be... And, you know, no, no real risk of danger. Not a lot, anyway. Not more than the real world would be, at the very least. So, I would say that it's it's got to be Pokemon for me. All right. Mm. All right. Kern, did you... Uh, did you- yeah, Did you come up with something. I, in I the... was scrambling in my head while I was listening to Rose trying to multitask. There, um, <laughs> did you pick Leisure Suit Larry? No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my oh God. that's funny. Um, no, <laughs> that was that was that was my second pick. Um, just for, um, uh, but no, I would say that um, you know I play a lot of games uh, uh, over the years. Let me let me clarify that I play a lot of games. I've played a lot of games over the years, 
And I always seem to like gravitate towards like one or two games for like a very long time. And then, and then I may drop that game because something else caught my eye. And, um, so as much of the appeal as, as some of the games that are out like Destiny and things like that, I guess the one thing if, if I could go into a game, probably because I have such a huge desire to race cars. I mean, like in real life, that would be like, I would want to get sucked in to like Dirt 2 was my favorite game as far as racing game. So, um, you know, and I could say a Need for Speed game or something like that. But as if I was going to pick story based, um, it would be Need for Speed. But if I'm going to go off off mechanics of the game, it's got to be Dirt 2. If I could get sucked Dirt into two. that game and play those game and, and be a part of that game and drive those cars in that game, that's what I would do. It, it would be Need for or not Need for Speed Dirt 2, uh, just because it's the rally cross series um rally racing variety of cars and uh, you're just driving driving fast and driving stupid and uh, i just i'm fascinated with that in real life and so i think i'd want to get sucked into that if i had my choice okay uh doesn't seem to be a lot of fight here about it but go ahead and sell me on why your pick is the best pick rose since you went first you can answer this one first why is yours the best pick uh mine's the best pick because you get pokemon um <laughs> also like you can drive cars in real life like yeah maybe sure you can't like go crazy but like that's always something that you have at least the chance to do i feel like you know you can always like become a race car driver or you can always like i don't know uh know somebody or maybe even like pay somebody to be able to, to go on a track and do like some crazy race driving things like that's always you know even if even if money and things like that are very hard to get if it, even if that amount of money is really hard to get it's still humanly possible it's still you're still able to get those to drive now no matter what you do in this world the closest you're going to get to having real pokemon is pokemon go which is not very close so um i feel like you're you're not only getting sucked into you're not only getting pokemon but you're getting to experience a whole different world a whole new world a whole new world to bring it back to. I'm glad you did to, it because I was about to <laughs> <laughs> bring it back to Disney. See? But like, uh, yeah, it's just you know, I I don't I'm not familiar with that specific racing game, but I feel like most racing games take place in the real world. Um, oh, there's an opening. There's an opening. Maybe maybe Kern can exploit it because I have to be honest. Uh, I'm not going to do this every round, but Rose is selling me here, Kern. You got to pull me back. Uh, I mean, her her basic argument is just Pokemon. But there are cars that do exist. She has a point. Uh, right. So go ahead here and uh, lay out why yours is the best. Why Dirt 2 is where you need to be sucked into. Uh, well, it's, you know, and this question is really based off individual preference. I mean, because, you know, somebody that, that is in love with Legend of Zelda would probably want to be sucked into Legend of Zelda or Mario World or something like that. So it's really, you know, each individual's desire. And yeah, you, you can in real life go out and drive a car. Um, you can in real life go out and race a car. But quite frankly, when you look at the percentages of people that really have the opportunity and the means to do that, um, then uh, you can't. I mean, most people can't. And the question wasn't, you know, if you had unlimited money, what game would you get sucked into? If I had unlimited money, then I probably wouldn't get sucked into a race game because I'd probably be racing cars in real life. So 
I agree with Rose that, you know, that you can't capture Pokemon in real life unless you dress your neighbor's dogs up as Pokemon and go steal them. Uh, but, um, you know, uh, that's about the best argument I have on that. So I may have to concede this round to Rose because, you know, like I said, I think it's more based off individual preference uh, than uh, actual what you're allowed to do in real life versus what you're not allowed to do. Hmm. Any any final thoughts here? I'm going to say that um, in in the realm of video games, there's so, so many options. And yeah, a lot of them are dangerous, so you probably don't want to go to them. Like, uh, even Legend of Zelda, which, I mean, I'd love to go to Hyrule. Hyrule, dangerous. You know how many times I died in Breath of the Wild? A lot. And thinking no about Dark the Souls for I know, Dark Souls and Monster Hunter and, like, all these other ones that are really fun video games. Thinking about it being like, hmm, maybe not. Um, but, I mean, racing games, too, can be really dangerous if you were there in real life. I know most of the time when I play racing games, I crash all over the place. So, whatever, even in the, the that, sense that's of, why, of That's why you're a Pokemon hunter. Yeah, that's why I'm a Pokemon hunter. <laughs> because it's realistically a lot safer, um, at least if you take it from the game's point of view. Like, I know there are certain, like, uh, fan fictions and like uh, comics where the Pokemon world is not as safe and it's dangerous and Pokemon actually die. But I'm going off of uh, the act from the actual game that it's safe. Pokemon don't really die until they get to old age, or uh, I guess in certain cases of extreme abuse for uh, some some situations, some darker situations that come into play in Lavender Town. Um, but that's really about as dark and scary as it gets. Um, so, and it's like just not just in the in the sense of fear because it's also a beautiful place. There's so many different types of creatures. It, 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 okay, we I think we I think we've heard it. Kern, do you have anything to say? Here uh, the only thing about? I was going to add is that um, because I was talking about how it's individual preference and and yeah, racing is dangerous. And and if I had a million bucks to be able to race cars. I would accept that danger and I would drive as stupid as I possibly could. Um, <laughs> Fair enough. But uh, the, uh, the it's, it's the same reason why I don't play World of Warcraft is because I used to wear armor and beat the crap out of people for real. So I don't get into what I can do in real life. I get into what I can't do in real life. And so that's why, for me, it's the racing game. Well, I, I mean, I'm actually surprised at how non-one-sided this was given Curtin's... Uh, Surprise at the question. Uh, I'm, I'm going to check. I'm going to check in with my co-counsel here, see what she what she, what she thought about the round. What uh, wife? What did, what did you think of this round? To me, it felt pretty one-sided. Again, Kern, I understand that you're saying personal preference, and of course, if you had the means, then you wouldn't get sucked into the game at all. But Video game versus reality, there are cars in reality, and you could come up with some kooky, crazy way to get yourself into that race car. But you can't play Pokemon in real life. Just. I mean, I, I, I'm going to agree. I do think that the, the danger is going to be more real once it's in real life. Uh, so that, that argument was a little flat for me. Kern, the only thing I wish I had heard you say, honestly, man, was that yeah? Rose says she wrecks a lot and stuff, and you're like, right, but you never see the driver die in any racing game, right? So you're <laughs> you always do, you safe, do have no that mode what, to where it's it's damage, it's visual damage only. 
You just always end up back in the garage getting a new car. Right. That's the best part. I, I think I could have been sold maybe a little bit more uh, on that, yeah. but it was pretty lopsided anyway. I mean, I'll be honest. And I, I think you, you acknowledged that at one point, which didn't really hold against you, but I wish, wish I hadn't said it. So we're, uh, we're, <laughs> you're firing Rose. You could take your win also back up with the uh, podcast mafia and see if they want to take it away. Since you, oh, wait a minute. Okay. Wait a minute. I forgot. That's bullshit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, let's, uh, <laughs> let's let's uh, we're gonna move away from video games and we're gonna move away from Disney for a second here. Maybe oh, maybe Disney bit... crept into that one. No, we're not on that one. But uh, we had a question. Clark Kent has lost his job at the Daily Planet. Don't know the terms there, but make it up if you want. He lost his job. So what job should he get next? Uh, Kern, you can go first if you want, or you can pass to Rose. Um, I, I'll go first. I, I did do a little bit of research on this, and I'm not for sure which uh, issue it was, but Clark Kent actually has an issue at some point where um, he leaves the Daily Planet. And, yeah, he, um, he's lost his job before. To be clear, I'll clarify yeah. here for the for the people listening. This is not a totally hypothetical situation right he's had other jobs right from time to time right um and so go ahead and pick if you want to pick one he's done already and sell me on it that's fine if you came up with one based on that use that in your argument go ahead go well and i thought about that i thought about playing to his strengths as far as like writing capabilities and things like that because later on in some of the modern age stuff you know he actually is a successful author and i think wins the Pulitzer Prize or some shit like that from what I remember reading and, and all that. So, you know, that would seem like the logical thing to do, you know, for him to go into writing, um, maybe teaching journalism, something like that. But I wanted to go totally like against the grain in such a blatant, obvious direction that would be more entertaining for the reader or the viewer if it was a cartoon. And that's Clark Kent actually becomes a Superman impersonator for birthday parties. What's more <laughs> obvious than that? And he okay. plays it off so well because people are like, you really do look like him. And he, he always like, well, his hair parts a little different than mine or his eyes are a little darker than mine. You know, he always plays that off, but he's always in a Superman uniform. So if he has to ditch out real quick, he can go do his thing and he can come back. And plus he can influence the kids. You know, he can take that opportunity to, to influence kids, to teach them. Hopefully, you know, if he sees opportunities where he sees a little bullying happening at a party or something like that, he can interject and things like that. Uh, and so uh, I just think that would be a funny a funny twist is that he just throws it out there and he's so blatantly obvious that people are just like, yeah, you, you, you don't really look like him. You know, it, it, well, you you definitely overcome the lack of phone booths in modern society with that one, <laughs> right? Um, so, Rose, what about you? What what's Clark's Kent's new job? Well, I did want to just come out and say he doesn't need a second job. He's Superman. Right. Does 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 Captain America have a second job? No. Why does he need a second job? And he I thought makes about those motivational tapes for kids to do a pizza. Uh, I guess that's true. He does do those. I thought about going with that, but then I was like, you know what? No, I'm gonna I'm gonna actually find him a job, and I think 
it's it's a nice it's a nice simple thing. I think Superman needs something nice and relaxing and simple to do um, when he's not working at the Daily Planet and not out uh, saving the world. And I think it's gonna be he's gonna go back to the farm. He's gonna go back to the farm. He's gonna uh, raise some farm animals. He's gonna uh, work the fields a little bit. You know, he's he's super strong. So going out and working fields and tilling and like. I don't know, pulling up roots and planting seeds, all that stuff is like super easy for him. He can just, it'll be like, I don't know, one of us, um, tending a tiny garden. You know, it's like his little, it's like a little relaxation, recuperation from, from doing all of his, uh, his crazy superhero antics. And at the same time, he can relax when he comes home and, uh, still make money. I, I'm impressed with both of your choices, and I want you to fight about them now. So um, <laughs> tear each other apart because I think these are both good choices. One is definitely built for the reader, and one's definitely built for the character. So, uh, well, I think Rose I, misunderstood what you said. I think she, I think she thought you meant when he gets ready to retire, because. That would be like sounds like a retirement job. Like I'm gonna go, you know, farm animals now in my old age and things like that. I mean, I I don't get that at all. I mean, he's gonna become a farmer. I mean, that doesn't offer anything to the reader, and I don't think it strengthens Clark in any way whatsoever. I think it's a negative and a negative. At least I went with the direction to where I'm trying to entertain the reader and add a little bit of comedy to it and make it interesting and fun to where he is the obvious Superman, but he plays it off like he's just an impersonator. And he also, like I said, he has the opportunity to be around kids, influence kids, and uh, have have hands-on with them. Mm, see, okay, I, I admit it's kind of funny, the uh, Superman impersonator thing, but I don't think that it's going to work very well. I, I think that the... Um, Superman is just so like obvious. He doesn't look quite like a normal human being. He's very, he's got those huge muscles. He's very big. And yeah, humans can probably get to that size, but I also feel like it's just going to be whenever he dresses up for the job, for instance, and whenever he gets to his job and arrives there, people are definitely going to mistake him for Superman. And I don't think that, uh, or mistake him quote unquote for Superman. I don't think he's going to be able to, pull off being only an impersonator and not the real Superman. Um, at the same time, to defend my argument, um, I don't think that being a... Well, well, it is something he could have done while, if he retires. I think this is more of a job that he could do at any time and be a nice little background bit for him. It doesn't need to be at the forefront of the comics because the comics, he can do all his superhero stuff. He can be out there fighting crime and fighting bad guys and then go home at night to his farm and, and Lois Lane and they're all like nice and, and relaxed and married maybe and, you know, having a good old time, uh, relaxing on the farm after a hard work's day. And, um, I don't, I, I, I don't think it's necessarily something that needs to be done after he retires. It could, it could be, uh, maybe he wanted to retire from superhero, superhero life altogether. I could see him doing that as well, but it doesn't necessarily have to be a retirement plan. You know, I never said that Clark Kent would stop being the real Superman. And, right. And, I didn't, you know, I didn't think and, that. And so point. he, he's still going to be Superman. I mean, right. the convenience is, is that he's, he's 
already dressed up. He doesn't have to worry about switching out. And as fast as he is, so, so, I mean, hold, can I can I ask a question real quick? Yeah, I just want to clarify. This is clarification. Kern, you're saying that the Superman impersonator is wearing the actual Superman suit. Yes. No, it's it's a suit. Yes. Is no, I'm the saying same it's, one he uses to fight crime. Yeah. That's the question I'm asking. I just want clarification there. I've got some for Rose, too. I'm just asking. Right. No, I mean, okay. what he could do is, is you know, Rose made a point, you know, and I've never really considered Superman as being overly large in comparison to other individuals. I mean, he may be muscular, but I don't really consider him overly large. I mean, when you see Clark Kent standing next to uh other other normal citizens, he's not overly large. I mean, he's he's muscular, don't get me wrong, but he's not he's not just like gigantic. So, you know, if you really wanted to throw off, you know, the fact that it's really Superman, you know, you part his hair different, uh, you stuff some tissue in the arms to make it look like he's a little bigger than he normally is, you know, anything to throw throw the normal public off as far as like and he would always play it off. You know, he would never be as cool as Superman, ever. He would still be the same quirky weirdo that Clark Kent was that threw everybody off. Okay. Um, now, for Rose, I have a question. Mm-hmm. You said that he would be so easy for him to farm, right? Right. But since he has to use this, this is not his Superman job. This is his secondary job. Uh, he can't really just display his superpowers like that, can he? Yeah, if he's out on his own farm in the middle of nowhere and he doesn't have any other farm. So they're going to be like, them. Clark, how did you farm 40 acres of freaking corn all by yourself? Well, I'm very, I'm very engineering, you know, I mean, how are you going to well, explain I, that? You got to have farm hands. He's not going to be farming that much. Like It's going to be enough that um, it, it looks normal for a farm, one farm hand and his so wife. He's going to have a backyard garden like what we have in the city it'll be a little bit bigger than that but it's not going to be like a huge operation where he's like turning out like it's not going to make him rich it's just something that he can do and honestly he could probably tell people that he's got people hired and nobody would even look into it who do you got working for you oh i got superman he does all my shit for me (laughs) so (laughs) There, there, there's been a question raised here uh, by, by, by second party. So, Kern, speaking of unexplainable things, what happens when he's at this children's entertainment or whatever, and a real emergency actually comes up? He can't just fly away. Oh, because... sure he can. Sure he can, because that's what he does all the time. He makes up but an excuse. No, he makes up an excuse why he needs to disappear from everybody's eye. I got to go to the restroom. Uh, I need to make a phone call real quick. I think I left my keys in the car. Whatever, whatever it is, he does what he does always because that's what he always does. Even in later on, he even offers like in in the normal Superman. He even offers to go call the police sometimes, and he disappears so that he can go do Superman stuff, and then he comes back. Uh, okay. See, I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna harp I mean, why, on that a why, little bit. Why would that be any different than what he does now? How, how, I mean, really, how hard would it be to disappear into a bathroom at a, at a kid's party for, for two minutes to fly around the world and save somebody? Sorry, kids, Superman's got the squirts. So, yeah, that's a, that's a thing. Like, he can usually, even walk out with a little bit of toilet paper hanging off of his boot or something like that, you know, I mean. 
usually um, whenever Clark Kent has to leave as Superman to save the day, it's not going to take just a couple of minutes. It's probably going to be the rest of the evening, um, unless it's something really minuscule. And in those cases, I could see it just being a few minutes. Like maybe there's a, I don't know, a bank robbery happening downtown and it'll literally just take him a couple of minutes to get there and come back. I can see in those cases that, that excuse working. Um, but from, from a lot of the big world things, I could see him having to leave in the middle of this kid's party to go save the world. And knowing what I know of, not a lot, I don't know a lot about them, but the princess parties where uh, girls dress up like a certain uh, princess and they get hired to go to a birthday party and they entertain at the birthday party. You have to be there like the whole time and you have to be entertaining the whole time. Otherwise you get bad reviews and then nobody hires you for other parties. That's right. Angie's list is not going to give Superman a break just because <laughs> there's a fire on the other side of let, 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 let's go ahead and wrap this round up because I'll be honest. Uh, I'm split. I just checked the wife. She's split. So I'm going to, I'm going to put 30 seconds on the clock for each of you. Uh, Kern, you're going to go first here. So tell me, close out, close, sell this. Oh, I mean, I don't know what else I can say that I have, I haven't already said. I mean, I do like the Angie's List comment. I mean, yeah, you're right. You know, uh, parents may call and complain. You know, uh, he may lose a little bit of clients, you know, but he, he'll, he'll make it up. You know, that's, that's what he does. He always figures out a way to make it up to when he, when he dipped out on Lois before she knew that he was a Superman, he figured out a way to make it up. You know, so that's what he would do. He would figure out a way to make it up, give him, give him some free passes to Disneyland or whatever it takes to, to try to make up for his lack. You know, not every single time is he at a party, is there going to be an emergency? Uh, and, uh, he's not going to be at birthday parties 24 seven. So, okay. uh, I think it's, I think it's a very, very doable situation, especially in the realm of how he currently works right now. Rose, uh, go ahead and close yours out. All right. So at the end of the day, after Superman's been fighting all those horrible monsters and fighting bad villains, the last thing he wants to do is go to his second job with a bunch of screaming angry, sad, or happy children. It depends. Sometimes they're two years old and they're screaming and mad for no reason. He doesn't want a bunch of kids throwing up at him either. And uh, he doesn't want that. He wants to go home to his farm where he can relax and make a little profit off of his few vegetables that he's making. And that's 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 the life. Okay. Um, I'll, I'll be real honest right there. Uh, we shared a look here in the room. Rose, your comment about him not wanting to go work with kids sold both of us. Really? I gotta, re- I gotta reboot that because she's the one that said he would be raising a family with Lois. And now she says he doesn't like kids. Which one is it? He doesn't want a bunch of Which one is it? Which one is it? He doesn't want to be around screaming kids. He wants his own kid. Having Jonathan and then having a room full of screaming birthday kids and you're like, I just want to go I just want to go lift this train off the bridge while it. No, I agree. That was a good argument. I'm, I don't know why it wasn't made sooner. <laughs> so Lois is screwed. He's never going to have kids. Uh, well, no, they'll have a kid, but there's a difference. Oh, no. In having one kid and having a room full of screaming kids, I think. Yeah. Uh, that, that one sold for me. Okay. So <laughs> next up, we have the, the trick question I'm going to say, but it's not really a trick. It's a blind question. I asked you guys to pick a robot. Any robot. Mm-hmm. Uh, so go ahead 
just tell me the name of the robot. You don't have to. There's no argument to be made yet because it's just a robot you picked. Uh, and then I'll give you the rest of the robot question, and we'll go from there. So, Rose, Kern went first last time. What is your robot? Um, my robot is Alexa, the Amazon robot that orders things for you. Okay. <laughs> Kern? Oh, wow. Okay. Um, <laughs> um, mine is uh, from Marvel, which is Vision. Okay. So we have Vision versus Alexa. Rose, you'll be going first in these rounds. Uh, the second part of this question is, why are they the sexiest robot? Oh, my God. <laughs> Damn it. Uh, I, I know where I would go if I was Rose, but I'm not going to. I'm not going to. I see you've that. thought about this before, Kurt. Uh, <laughs> no, it's just what pops into my head, man. I can't help what pops into Why there's room. an Alexa in your bathroom. My bad. <laughs> Listen, Alexa will get you whatever you want. That's she, what she is said. there. To to service you and your Ooh. needs. If that isn't sexy, I don't know what else is. This this is a, a a being, a device that is wholeheartedly, one hundred percent devoted to you and your needs. You can't even say that about any humans, really. Maybe mo- maybe some humans, but not most for sure. Um, this robot will will get you whatever you want. Um, that is on Amazon.com, which is almost everything. <laughs> I'm sorry, it's hilarious. Uh, Kern, um, why is Vision the sexy? <laughs> well, out of the two, uh, I'm just gonna say because he's humanoid. I mean, <laughs> you know, I mean, what's what's sexy about? I don't, I don't even know. You know, because it comes in different shapes and forms, Alexa, but it's. You know, it's just a box, basically. I don't, you know, um, so, you know, he's humanoid. So compared to Alexa, he's flipping damn sexy. Okay. Uh, you guys want to keep? Yeah. Yeah. No. I'd really love because, to hear more about why because, the other one's wrong. So Oh, yeah. Oh, no. We're going to go into that. Here's the thing. Because Kern just has this this really, like, you know, underdeveloped sense of sexuality that the only I, the only thing that matters to to something being sexy is that it is shaped like a human being. Now that is so very um shallow. You know, there's so much more to being sexy than a physical form. The the fact that she is there for your needs, you know, there's nothing more sexy than a partner who is there for you and who wants you. And wants to buy you and wants to help you order things from Amazon.com. This podcast was brought to you by Amazon.com. <laughs> well, you know, I'm sure, you know, I don't know. Maybe Vision has the ability to make himself sound like an English chick. And that would be pretty freaking hot. Because that's about the only thing that Alexa has going for her. Is that she's got a pretty decent sounding voice. Um, the problem with that is you're saying that you're going to order whatever you want. That's assuming she understands what you have to say, because a lot of times it's like, hey, do a search for this. And it's like, oh, I'm going to order pizza. No, I need to listen to music. You know, it's you know, there's a constant battle with Alexa when it comes to understanding what you exactly want. And yeah, you can order stuff up from Alexa, 
and it's going to probably go through Amazon or whatever, but it's going to take like two to three business days to get there. So it's not instant gratification. But I mean, here's another sexy tidbit about Alexa um, that one of my friends actually has Alexa. And every time I walk into that room, my knees get weak. Let me tell you. Um, So he, you can actually adjust the settings on Alexa so that she she have a vibrate mode. Uh, you know, probably, but if she doesn't, she will order you some vibrators <laughs> if you so desire, because those are definitely on Amazon.com. Um, but the the fact of the matter is, is that you can you can adjust. Did you say libraries? Alexa, searching libraries. Searching libraries. So she, um, you can actually have her respond to different names. So my friend has their Alexa respond to computer. So he can be like, computer, what time is it? And it's just like Star Trek. So that is, not only is she sexy, but she's nerdy too. All right. <sighs> let's finish this out. I want to hear, I want to hear the last, give, <laughs> give it, give it whatever you got. I got 15, 30 seconds, whatever. Uh, just bash it out here. Cause this is hilarious. Well, you know, I haven't even gone into the full blown capabilities of vision. I mean, vision has the ability to, be as uh, as thin as a gas and as heavy as the heaviest metal on earth times 10. I mean, he can be large. He could be small. He can do and perform whatever you need him to do. And when you start talking about sexy, to have a man do for you anything that you need, there you go, ladies. That's why you would want vision. Because he's real, he can mow your yard, he can take out your ex-husband, bitch slap his girlfriend that he cheated on you with, whatever whatever you need him to do, that's sexy. You, you just don't order something from him, you actually interact fully with him. He's not a box and a voice, he's full interaction. Now, I don't know, maybe he's anatomically correct? I don't know, I haven't seen that that that, that comic yet. But I'm sure I'm just, he could adapt. I'm just going to end with, with a little of this. Here's the next event. It is in progress. 49 more Alexa commands. Lasts all day. Alexa. Lasts all day. Boom. Until you unplug her. <laughs> oh. <laughs> when the power Anybody goes out, back. so does oh Alexa. <laughs> okay, hold on. I, I'm literally, I keep notes here. I'm writing. That's what you hear here. I actually write. We're tied. <laughs> I actually have you both at seven apiece on good points. Even after that closing round, I have to confer with my co-counsel here. Uh, <laughs> what are you thinking, co-counsel? Because that was hilarious. <laughs> that, 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 I did give him a plus one on that. I gave Rose credit for bringing in the actual voice, though. She was ready to go. <laughs> So I, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna def, I'm gonna default here. I, I'm gonna go ahead. It's tough. This is tough on me. I'm gonna give Kern. I'm gonna give Kern the win on that one because Vision seemed like all he was gonna have was being solid for a long time, but he managed to come back and do it. Uh, Rose, I'm sorry. I, I would okay. you did really bring in the props there, and I agree your arguments. We're both great on that one. Uh, 
That was hilarious. Uh, <laughs> watch this Kurt Stoll at the end. I, I I agree. I gave points for that. So I think it is. We're tied up two and two. So we're at least going to have one more question, if not, <laughs> if not, if not two. Um, oh my gosh! This was a question where there was first come first serve on this answer. So I'm ready to hear this one. Oh, Jesus. Would you rather fight? Would you rather <laughs> fight one Vader-sized Tribble or a hundred Tribble-sized Darth Vaders? And Kern, you said that you would rather fight one Darth Vader-sized Tribble. So Rose, you have the hundred tiny Vaders. Yep. <laughs> right. I sure do. Yeah. Uh, Kern, it, I believe it is your turn to go first, sir. So. Why do you want to fight a giant triple? Well, I don't want to fight a giant triple, <laughs> first of all. <laughs> so let's just clarify that real quick. Um, now, if I had trouble with triples, as one of the episodes from 1967 Star Trek was titled, um, then I would prefer to be, uh, if I had a choice between 100 triple-sized Darth Vaders or one large triple, I would pick the one large triple. Now... That being said, uh, tribbles are a unique creature. Uh, they they can produce or reproduce without an actual sexual partner. So they don't they don't. So you can't just say, "Well, I'm going to get a tribble and put it in a box and not allow it to mate with any other tribbles, and it'll be okay." That's not going to work. It's going to reproduce, and it can reproduce at an exponential rate. So. The thing about it is, is they don't really have much of a threat other than the fact that they can reproduce and destroy ecosystems on planets. Now, they do have the ability to have kind of like this purr sound that, that, that whatever they're, they're, I guess they're petted or whatever that, that can actually affect like a human's, uh, I don't know if it's the neurosystem or whatever, but that being said, you should be okay if you don't go pet it. So the reason why I chose this is because one laser pistol in the freaking general area of that thing, and it's done. No more reproduction. It's freaking done. Rose? Well, you know, I I got to uh, imagine the scenario of fighting a hundred tiny Vaders, and it actually sounds like a lot of fun. So, like, yeah, if you want the easy way out and want to murder an animal... Um, fighting a giant sized tribble would probably be fun. However, uh, fighting a hundred tiny Vaders would be hilarious and possibly cute. Um, because it would be, I, I imagine anyway, I'm holding my, my stuffed tribble as we speak. So they're, they're pretty small. At least this one is. Um, it's the official loot crate Star Trek tribble, um, that I got a while ago. Um, but, the idea of fighting a hundred of them, while it does seem to be a little bit extreme, um, I imagine it kind of like fighting um, the borrowers, where, you know, they kind of get all over you and you're like, ah! it's simply for more comedic reasons uh, would be a, fun, a more fun fight. Um, so I can definitely see that. Now, I also imagine that his uh, abilities and powers would be uh, minuscule as well. Since he is smaller, I, if if of course if the Vader um, if all of the Vaders had the same amount of force power as they had when they were big Vader, I would be doomed. But in this scenario, I think it's fair to uh, to 
like to think about it that his force powers would be would be minuscule as well. So the most he could probably do is maybe hold a finger down or oh. maybe maybe give me a little bit of a trip. Um, and uh, yeah, so I, and his, his lightsabers would be akin to, um, you know, getting poked with a needle. Wouldn't be great. Oh. Wouldn't be fun. But, um, you know, I, I would imagine it like that. And really, in the end, if I really wanted it to be, it could be a simple defeat. In the fact that I could just hit him with a bunch of sh- hit him with a shovel, or uh, run him over with a car, or you know something simple like that. Well, you know the tribbles the tribbles aren't really a fight. You know that's the thing about that is it's not really a true fight. You know, and um, you know to dispose of them, you know, an evil way would be uh, you know to send them to another planet's you know or another species home world you know and let them populate there and destroy the home world or. Or their planet, or something like that, you know. So it's not even really a fight. I mean, so so Rose is right. I guess you know if you had to if you had to eliminate, you know, it's a cute, cuddly little thing. But you know, out of necessity, out of necessity, if you wanted it to overrun your home world, then you'd let it go. Otherwise, you're going to have to either get rid of it or destroy it. Now, where Rose is knowledgeable in a lot of things, anime and World of Warcraft and things that I'm not, I am knowledgeable and Vader. And she's definitely wrong if she thinks that a tiny Vader that's the size of a Tribble is not going to be a threat. Judge me by my size, will you? Yoda said, do you think that ship that he lifted out of the swamp, what do we what do we think the size of that ship was in relation to Yoda? 30 times bigger than him, 50 times bigger possibly? His force was able to move something at least probably 30 to 35 times bigger than him, if not possibly closer to about 50 to 60 times bigger than him. So that being said, let's assume that Vader maybe isn't as strong in the Force as Yoda, but he's about 75%, maybe 80%. So 20 times bigger at least he can move stuff. That's a little bit more than Force moving a finger. And a 100 of them coming at you, you're in trouble. I mean, that's a fight that's going to be tough to win. I'd rather fight one large Vader than a hundred triple-sized Vaders because they're going to be all over you like a rat on a Cheeto with their force, and those lightsabers aren't going to be just little bitty pricks. They're going to be like laser surgical cutting precision instruments all over your body. That's okay. I'll I'll, I'll then I'll take on the uh, the giant triple. (coughs) Now you're saying that. This fight's gone on so long, it's killed Rose. It's killed me. Um, <laughs> just like all, all those tiny up. Vaders. She's sucking in too much triple hair from that triple she's <laughs> From the triple. So the the danger of the triple, of course, is that it reproduces. Right. Now, they reproduce very quickly. Not only that, but they're also very adorable. And for the most part, the even if even when the ship was in danger... They didn't want to just kill a bunch of Tribbles. And then it got to the point where eventually they realized that they probably had to, but by then it was almost too late because they had too many of them. So the danger here lies in not realizing what the danger is until it's too late. Whereas the Vader's exponential loss of force power might not be as low as I think it is, 
I think that it's also fair to assume that maybe you don't know what the dangers of the triple is until it starts reproducing. And I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna think that like if the triple was as big as a human, how quickly it could actually cover the entire planet the way it covered an entire spaceship when it was tiny tiny. Um, would be very quickly, and before you know it, you have so many taking over your planet that it's just too late. All right. I, I'm going to call this one because, for me, it was one-sided. Um, not because of the choice, but because of the argument made. Kern, you're two and two for me on this one. Last round and this round. Rose, you, you did it. Of course, he got to pick first, so it's a little bit unfair. That, that's true. But I do think the argument about that he made about the force and Yoda. That's a, that's, that's a good damn point. Um, yeah. That was literally the only argument I could think of for this question. No, you had a good one at the end. <laughs> I was hearing it, but the problem I had, the only thing I'll say is this, uh, it's why would you rather fight? So them taking over the planet sucks for people. Doesn't suck for you and personally as much. I mean, it does cause it's your planet, but it's not a way to defeat you as a person. So, uh, we're going to move into the speed round now. We're, we're, we're at current three, rows two. We're going to do two quick questions, especially the last one, because both uh, fighters missed it on their sheets. I didn't miss it. I just couldn't think of anything. Well, it's okay. I missed it. Let's go on to this. We'll call this one the last one. If current wins, Rose, if you stay alive, then we will go to that tiebreaker. So be thinking about it, guys. Here's the question. In a post-apocalyptic wasteland, what Hanna-Barbera character, or in Kern's case characters, because they function as a pair, would you want to be your sidekick? We're talking total destruction, Fallout style, not saying it is Fallout, but we're talking about Wastelands, Mad Max, it's the apocalypse, and you have to pick one of your friendly Hanna-Barbera uh, morning cartoon characters to be your sidekick. Rose, who are you picking? I am picking none other than the superhero and talk show host we all love, oh, known as Space Ghost. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> now, let me ask Space you this, Ghost. since you put it out there, I want to be clear. Are we getting the old Space Ghost, or are we getting Space Ghost Coast to Coast? I believe they're the same person. In the Coast to Coast world, I don't think that was ever established after so uh you get all the benefits of the other one but you also get the coast to coastness with him so i'm gonna put it down as coast to coast okay they the both the the old one never said i also host a talk show uh okay so okay yeah i'll go with i'll go with that as well um so i mean what other kind of character do you want to help you survive the horrid wasteland of what is left after a a uh fallout such like that such a, a nuclear fallout you want a superhero who has powers who can protect you from whatever horrible beasts arrive because of the nuclear waste or also can help you like build a shelter with their super strength he can also fly around he also has spaceships so you could probably just get in a spaceship and leave the planet go to a different planet live there Okay, Kern. Now your pick was uh, first. First of all, let me add real quick because I I really came close to picking Space Ghost. You know, so <laughs> I mean, no lie. Whenever I was going through, I had to go back and look at all the Hanna Barbera uh, characters because I, I I knew some of them right off the bat, but I couldn't remember all of them. 
And I really came close to picking Space Ghost. So I love the fact that Rose picked Space Ghost. My <laughs> my pick is um, kind of something of a, you know, if you watch the original uh, Justice League, you'd be like, what the fuck are you talking about? Um, my pick is the Wonder Twins. And the reason is, is uh, first of all, there's two of them. And so they, they, can't, they have to function as one. So that, that could be a positive and that could be a negative because if, if they're apart, they, they can't function, they can't do their thing. But if they're together, then they touch their, their rings or whatever it is and they say Wonder Twin Powers activate. Now, the sister can be any animal that she, that she wants to be. And so if, if this was a, um, and this, and this, when, when we start talking about animals, now we are talking any animal that is imaginable that includes fictitious animals if she wants to be a dragon she can be a flipping dragon that flies and breathes fire and her brother it sounds kind of cheesy that he can only take the shape of something that's liquid but he has been known in the past to be to take the form of like ice and be like an ice giant. He can mass his size to any any size. Um, he's taken the shape of of actual functioning engine as a result. So although it, if you think inside the box of liquid, you think all oh, he's going to be is a glass of water. And you know, no, he can be any form of liquid and to any magnitude. So the two of them together functioning, first of all, it's great company because now I've got two friends running around with me instead of just one. And then the other is that, like I said, you know, they both can function on two different aspects. You know, if I need something heavy to move, it can be moved. If I need to to move somewhere quickly, that can happen as well, whether it's on, on an animal or in an engine created by the ice form of... uh of the uh, the brother, and um, so I'm trying to remember what their names are. Uh, oh, man, I can't. Do remember. you remember? I'm trying to remember what their names are. Jana and Zan. Yeah, Zan. Um, uh, but anyway, so uh, that's that's why they were my pick is because uh, you know you 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 know on normal situations you've got you've got three sets of hands instead of just two sets of hands, and then. When it comes to the superhero part, you know, you've got two different aspects that you can utilize. And if you use your, use your creativity, it, it can it can really go well. Rose? All right. So here's the, here's the biggest hole I'm going to poke in his uh, logic for these two characters that he's chosen. Um, I don't, first of all, I don't even know if it really fits and works as an answer to the question since it was specifically asking about a character. He clearly he he asked me the day I asked it, and I told him since they they technically can only activate their powers, it is. So I'm considering this argument. Okay. Okay. From the so point you, of view, you've you've allowed point, it. You've just allowed to be it. clear, I'm only considering the part. I get that the two hands is better than one set thing, but uh, I'm considering their Wonder Twin powers are weighted heavily over the fact that you have three people. That's true. And the I, the thing is, is that even with two people, I still think that go, uh, Space Ghost is a much stronger choice to have you survive in the wild. Because, listen, bad stuff can happen in the apocalypse. You you never know 
what might happen. And honestly, from what I understand, alone as normal people, they're not very strong. So um, if one of them gets separated or if one of them gets eaten by something or take or, or sniped out by uh, by um, marauders, you know, if you lose one of them, their powers don't work anymore. And and sure, yeah, if I lose Space Ghost, you know, I, I lose him too. But I feel like he has enough power on his own that I wouldn't have to worry about him if he had to run off and find something. Um, now, at the same time, without even considering the uh, the opponent's choice, um, with the ability that Space Ghost has to um, to go into space and take you away from the the wasteland. Uh, okay, I, I get that he could go into space, but you're in the wastelands everywhere. Let's consider. I'm just going to preface everything's a wasteland. Uh, that that might that might hurt your argument. So what I'll do is also give you Blimp the Monkey from Space Ghost. Uh, <laughs> oh, thanks. I'm, <laughs> I'm sure we'll be able to sell him for food. Um, <laughs> or eat him made immediate use of him. I like that. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think that even even if we're stuck on Earth and we can't get out into space, um, just overall his powers to to fly around, super strength, um, all of those abilities, uh, I just just pair better for somebody to help you survive in uh, such a terrible place. All right, let's go ahead and close this one out. Well, hang on, let me add something real quick. Can can I I rebuke that? Because, uh, you know, she made the statement, like, what if if one of the twins gets sniped? I mean, that's on the assumption that Space Ghost is indestructible, which he's not. You know, so the same same scenario happens there. And the difference is, is, you know, now that Desmond's allowed Blip, you're stuck with Blip. You know, (laughs) so... Well, she said she was going to sell him for food, so she might not be. But she could also eat him, I guess. I don't, I'm not judging. Uh, so does anyone have any final thoughts real quick? Because I, I, I have a strong feeling on this one, but I just I want to be clear when it comes out. No? I, no, no. I mean, I think we are. <laughs> Sorry, I might have jumped the gun there. It just uh, uh, You guys were super sold. I hope you prepared that other question because, Rose, uh, you 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 won me over. Okay, great. Uh, you did. So <laughs> we're at three and three, so we get to do the unprepared question. Woo! This is a question that both both players said today that they missed somehow. So here it is. You're going to pitch a buddy cop TV or movie. So it's a show or a movie, uh, not a game, not a book, TV or movie. It's a buddy cop based on two villains. So two villains are now buddy cops. They're they're fighting crime. They're villains. We're going to keep this one short. We're going to end it. I'm going to put like five, seven minutes, maybe ten max on the clock here. And uh, whoever wants to go first, just uh, buzz in with your voice or whatever and go for it and make your argument. You're both on level field here. Okay, so I'm, I'm just going to jump off and um, uh, talk about the, some of the best where, I, where I'm pulling from is is based off of some of the best villains of all time, and it's not just comic related. Um, it is uh, also you know other movies as well. You know, so the one that I would pick is the uh, 
Terminator 2 from Judgment Day. I would pick him along with paired Kylo Ren. Okay. <laughs> the T-1000 and Kylo Ren. Is my understanding right? That's it. You want the Robert Patrick Liquid Terminator? Yes. Bali Bio. And I'm just shooting Bali from the freaking hip. I mean, I like, totally unprepared. No, I get it. I, I just wanted to make sure I had the right one. You know, I, if I had time, I would have researched. I would have. So I want to. I want to add in a question to this this pairing. Can Go they ahead. all? Can they be lovers as well? Oh, yeah. uh, it's your Why movie. Not? It's your yeah. show. <laughs> I see where she's going with this. I know where she's going. So Rose, who's your uh, who's your set here? All right, all right. So here it is. She's going with Bert and Ernie. All right, they're not villains, <laughs> <laughs> or are they? Uh, all right. So imagine, if you will, Discord from My Little Pony, <laughs> voiced by Q from Star Trek, another villain. Uh, but so basically, what I'm going to do is have double Q and have Discord <laughs> and Q. So you want John DeLance. You're going to have John DeLance and John DeLance. That's good. Okay. John DeLance, he's as, double dipping. <laughs> as a as a buddy cop duo with the same voice, obviously. Um, you know, Discord from... They have, they have a lot of similarities, but they also... Um, you know, obviously, their 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 styles of show are very very different, um, and whether or not Discord is actually visible or if he's imaginary, uh, you know, and it it takes place in the in the regular human world. You we know don't what? Know. I'll, I'll give I'll give that to you because John Delancey as Q could make him uh, either way, so it's fine. Right. Yeah. Uh, so, Kern, go back to you real quick. Okay. <laughs> what, what what's what's the story going on here? What's their uh, what's their relationship like? Well, this is you know this is a beautiful disaster happening here with us not being prepared. But um, <laughs> um, so you got to think about the personalities of these two guys, you know. So first of all, you know the Liquid Terminator is just very stoic, very bland. He's 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 focused on whatever that task is. And that's what he's going towards. And it doesn't really matter. Is he still trying to find John Connor? No, 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 no. You know, the oh. whole John Connor thing is is done. I mean, sure, you know, if, it, if, if something comes up and there's some new developments in that, you know, he's going to try to pursue that. But no, that's not where the story's going. You know, these guys are, are teamed up on a whole new mission, you know. Um, so you've got his stoic personality with Kylo Ren, who is... You know, seeking that power, but still has that juvenile aspect, and 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 the two are so completely opposite in when it comes to their personalities that that's why I think the matchup might be a little bit funny. Oh, okay, Rose. All right. Well, so basically, you've got the uh, the totally granted they are both quite chaotic, but. Um, Compared to Discord, Q is actually a little more set on a singular path, uh, which is mostly to screw with uh, to screw with uh, John Luke Picard. But um, right. <laughs> but uh, you know, Discord is that 
that super, like, he just wants to see, he's like, kind of like Loki. He wants to see things going crazy. He wants to see things going awry. He, he, he lives for it. He loves it. That's what he wants. So the idea of Q, who is this super all powerful godlike creature trying to keep law and order, um, in in a a either normal human realm, Star Trek realm, I'm not sure exactly. Are we are we if we're taking these two characters and throwing them into, um, like our world and making them just cops in our world? Um, okay, that's that's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna throw to make it to make it easier for me or to make it more streamlined. I guess uh, I'm gonna say that these characters are thrown into the real world as buddy cops, um, and. All powers, so, all powers still in, intact, right? Yes, yes. Okay, they yeah. still have all their powers. They're still able to do everything. Um, otherwise, I think Discord as a cartoon character would be a little strange. Right. <laughs> um, but uh, so the idea that uh, that Q has to deal with this other being who may not be as powerful as he is, but is most certainly just as chaotic, if not more chaotic than he is. And then trying to rein that in to get something done to to help save uh, the town or or to fight crime. Well, that um, that brings up the, that brings up my next question. Just to move this along, what would be the plot of your buddy cop uh, series or movie, Kern? Oh man, well, what are what are what are what are Robert Patrick and Adam Driver with their differing personalities? What's the, their plot? Are force they just in one that's liquid metal? Um. Yeah. So, what is what? What's are they the, just cops on a beat, or is there a big baddie, or uh, is there a reason why they join? Yeah. No, it's just like any 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 cop movie. You know, I mean, there's there's some baddie that's out there. It doesn't matter whether okay. it's Axel Rose or not Axel Rose, Axel Foley in uh, Beverly Hills Cop, or um, you know, uh, Let's Be Cops. You know, uh, they, there's always some ultimate bad guy that's there. Now, um, I, I would say that for them, you know, it's it's about you know they've they've both maybe let's let's say they've come to planet Earth. So let's let's put this on Earth. They've come to planet Earth. Somehow they found themselves on Earth. You know, well, of course, the Liquid Terminator was on Earth anyway. So um, they found themselves in the same dimension on Earth, and uh, they. They decided, well, you know what, I, I, I'm going to be a cop. You know, uh, for Ren, I think it, it was more of the power aspect. You know, I'm the authority. I want the power. I want to be able to tell, pe- tell people what to do. And um, for the Terminator, I just think that's that's the way he is. You know, I mean, that's the way he's built. Um, yeah, they they've got a bad guy. I mean, uh, you know. Whether it's whether it's a a, uh, a group of, of drug runners or an alien species from another planet, I mean they've got the bad guy. I think where the conflict happens with them is because they're they're total exact opposites, and and Ren is is trying to move in a forward direction and wanting to pull uh, the Terminator along, but the Terminator, you know, his his focus is more simplistic. So he doesn't really feel like he needs Ren, uh, but Ren feels like he needs the Terminator, and so um, I think that's where the conflict happens with them is um, trying to trying to build that relationship right. with them, you know. And like I said, uh, you know, it's it's 
this is a struggle for me because I was totally unprepared. Carlos, <laughs> what about you? Same question. What's your plot? What's going on? Imagine, if you will. <laughs> Two cops on the beat. Two cops on the beat. Normal everyday in New York City, right? Um, okay, they're in New York City. New York City! New York City. Totally serious stuff happening. Maybe not as serious as, like, SVU. We're not going to go SVU on it. Um, but, you know, serious crimes, like drugs and gangs and all sorts of stuff. But the whole time, with straight looks on everyone else's face, this godlike creature from outer space and a cartoon character that looks like a mix between a goat and a dragon are some of the best cops you'll ever find. Okay. Now, la- last last bit here. What is the one thing that would set your show apart, or your movie, apart from all the other body cop movies or shows? Well, I think for me is that in every cop movie, you have the good cop, bad cop thing, right? So you've got one guy being the good cop, one guy being the bad cop. That's classic. So would the Terminator be the good cop or would the Terminator be the bad cop? He'd be neither because he doesn't give a fuck. Kylo Ren with his split personality between himself as Ben and Kylo, he would be both. He would be flip-flopping <laughs> between good cop and bad cop all on his own. <laughs> all, right. all right. Rose? Okay, well, what sets mine apart from all those other, you know, there's there's so many Law and Orders. There's so many, like, cookie-cutter um, shows like that. So while I did, you know, pay homage to it a little bit, I want to be clear. This show is going to stand out like crazy. And the way it's going to stand out is that the is the humor. It's going to be um, uh, way more ridiculous, way more... Um, um, What's the word I'm thinking of? Uh, obscure, way more out of the box, out of their craziness is going to happen. Um, you have a cartoon character, for God's sake. This is not going to be um, an average, average cop show for sure. And uh, I think that 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 insan- insanity and dark and sometimes dark, sometimes lighthearted humor is really going to play on its own and set it apart. Well, uh, I think I've heard enough. If you guys have anything else you want to say, now's your chance to get it out. Uh, this is for all the marbles. Uh, I mean, I'm good where it's at, you know. I mean, uh, okay. I, I, you know, I, I was, Rose is, you know, but. I, 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 I don't want to, I don't know if I want to say anything else. I just want to say that I'm proud of myself. For coming up with two John DeLance characters <laughs> off the hey, bat. John DeLance characters are not it's easy to come by. You're right. Literally, you're right. literally out of my ass. So I just want to say, no matter what the uh, no matter what the result is, I think we both did a good job. And it was very good. Both of them were very good for last minute. I'm going to confer here with uh, the wife and the dog. <laughs> what both people think. Okay, so we have a winner. The winner is Rose. Yeah. <laughs> four, four to five, or four to five, four to three. You won it on the last question there. We pushed it all the way. Should have been shorter, but what a first episode, right? I mean, right. Come on. No. Yeah, for real. Uh, now, you guys, this is the first time we've done this. We have no rehearsals. 
No, no. Uh, what? What did you guys think of it? Was it was it worth it was doing? Fun. Fun? Oh no, yeah, it was I, fun. I mean, I I uh I, I was I was real. I I suck at this kind of stuff because I really wanted to like side with Rose on a lot of shit that she was saying, and, <laughs> well, and, and yeah, and, and, I, I and so like, it's like it's like oh yeah yeah I gotta agree with that. But then if I say that, then that puts points against me because it's like well fuck Kern doesn't yeah. even believe in himself, you know. So I actually like. <laughs> I actually really liked the idea of Superman being a, a, a Superman impersonator. Like, I really thought that was funny. But I was like, no, I got to hate on it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, and and I love that. I mean, Q is my favorite villain from the Star Trek series in general. When you talk about original series all the way through because of how much of a dick he was and how much of a smartass he was. And so when you brought Q out, I was just like, oh, yeah, you know, I love Q and uh, I wish I'd have thought of Q. But, you know, um, no, I thought it was great. I thought it was awesome. You know, uh, I was a little unprepared uh, on certain aspects and uh, I just kind of went with the I, I went with the flow and just shot from the hip and um, tried, you know, some of the arguments that, that I won, uh, it was one of those things that I was just like, fuck, dude, I got to step my game up and figure something out real quick. And so, yeah, you know. the improv. So I really do. I really do like improv. Right. Um, as right. a theater person, it's one of my favorite things. So the Alexa thing was probably <laughs> oh. my favorite thing to do. Yes. To Even though I, I lost agree. it, that I, was the most that fun. Was I think my that was a very, very tough fight, man. <laughs> oh, that was sitting over here looking at each other going, what are we going to do? Because I, I didn't have a clear winner on that one. Like most of them, I was like, I'm 50-50, but I think some I was a little more clear on than others. And let but, me uh, let me make this clear. Vision, I think, is one of the sexiest characters <laughs> in the comic book canon. <laughs> so I was like, no. <laughs> uh, you know, the Scar villain one that was that was a good fight. All of them were good fights, I thought. Oh, uh, and I had like I I mean, as much as I even thought about the whole Corella Deville uh, deal with Scar, I was totally like not prepared for the questions that you threw out. I mean, that's the whole thing is that, you know, you think, okay, well, this is, this is what I think, you know, and, and this could be my argument. But when the questions come out, it's like, oh, fuck, I didn't even think about that question, you know? <laughs> well, it, yeah. it, it's just to help me understand where your head's at and how flushed out it is and to see how you react. I mean, you guys are going to know because, uh, I, I, here's the math on this. Uh, no matter what happens next, Rose has one win. Two takes her in for sure. Uh, I have to play against both you guys <laughs> to see if I get a slot. So uh, we don't know when the next rounds will be. They'll be short, probably uh, maybe not the next few shows, but the ones after that. So we're trying to mix things up a little bit. This is yeah. going to be one of the new formats until we pick a winner. And then after we pick a winner, we'll we'll see what happens uh, after again. After we find out who's the nerdiest of us. Yes. So this has been the Nerdtastic Nerd Fight Round 1. I've had fun doing it. Yeah. Uh, you guys sound like you had fun doing it. it so fun. I can't wait to see what Round 2 looks like. Jesus. Oh, yeah. And I actually get to fight in that one, so that'll be a mess. <laughs> no holds barred. Uh, do you guys have any recommendations or anything before we head out here? Um... The the one thing that we were talking about in the previous podcast was picking something that we should watch. 
Oh, the Let's Watch. Yeah, the Let's Watch. Yeah. And um, the three choices that I had um, were from the 80s. One, they're movies. One's called The Toxic Avenger. Uh, one was uh, Buckaroo Banzai. And uh, what was the other one? Um, the Masters of, Masters the, Universe. of Masters the Universe. Masters of the Universe. Masters of the Universe. So I don't I don't know which one to pick. I mean, you uh, know, uh, roll roll like a die. We can roll a dice, or we can put it to the fans. Okay. Roll a stat. We'll we'll, maybe even the 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 nerd podcast mafia. Maybe we'll oh, get. Oh, they're going to be invited as well. <laughs> uh, yeah. One of them may even have to suffer through this with us because I've seen all three of these movies at one point in my life. Yes. Well, I have not uh, seen any of them. Perfect. So it's going to be very interesting. We'll put it out a poll. We'll see what the people pick. Currently, some good choices. And uh, we'll take it from there. Uh, the only thing I could recommend is there's a lot of these cash for trivia apps popping up. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. yeah. Uh, like HQ Trivia Cash Show. I've been playing this one with my wife. We're, we're into trivia. I used to be into trivia. I actually got a job because I was up at Fridays playing so much trivia. Nice. <laughs> Uh, it's called Beat the Queue. Definitely, if you're into trivia, if you want to try and earn some spare cash, man, let me tell you, the last two days we played like three times, made seventy bucks. What? So I recommend you gotta you put up a link on, based on that. There's a lot less. Here's the thing: you have, I'd say, the same or more prizes. Like it's like thirty five hundred dollars, and a lot less competition. There's not a million people playing. There's like forty thousand. Well, sweet. Put that put that link up, and I'm gonna I'm gonna get it. So it it works really it works really well. Uh, I won yesterday. My wife won today. So I've been trying to promote it as much as possible because I'm like, look, seriously, if we can do this, you guys can do this, and people are making bank on it. So nice. uh, get it before the money runs out, before the investor dollars dry up, and it's uh, gone. I don't have anything to suggest, but um, I know what we're going to be talking about next week. And that's uh, Black Panther. Oh, Black Panther. I'm so Which excited. Which will probably be out by the time this comes out. But anyway, go watch yeah. it, guys. So you can follow along with us. Because I guarantee one thing about Black Panther. Love it or hate it, we're going to spoil the shit out. Yeah, we are. Thank you for tuning in, I guess. Yeah, we hope you enjoyed it as much as we did. Because this one was fun. Yeah, it was awesome. Awesome. Catch y'all we'll next time. On the Nerdtastic Podcast.